Well, this is the fourth week of the lesson that was supposed to have been done the first week. And it was slowed down. All right, all right, it slowed us down. Listen to me here. We have to come to the point in our lives where we understand that there's more than one body. And when Paul, Paul began to talk, Paul talked about, he always used the word the flesh. Are y'all with me? And, and, and if you would use the word flesh, he should have interpreted that as your five senses. And because these are the things that are the doors, are you with me? These are the doors that adverse spirits try to get in through these, for, through these. And remember, some of us will admit at one time we were slaves to these five senses, right. right? But we want to be delivered from these five senses so that we now can use these five senses to serve us. That's what it's supposed to be, all right? Now you're supposed to say amen, not because you, you know, all right? I'm trying to tell you what you're supposed to do, not what you're doing, all right? And so what we want to do today is we want to talk. We should start being more spiritual people. That's right. And, and feeding the spiritual being. You remember last week I talked about having spiritual muscle. The reason a lot of people fall apart, they don't have any spiritual muscle. Do you understand that? They fall apart because they don't have any spiritual muscle. If, you, if, if you're physically weak, and you go to the gym, you go to the gym to build up what? Muscle. So when you come to church, you come to the, to the spiritual gym to build up spiritual muscle. So that when something comes up in your life, you can deal with it. And we all know that sooner or later, something's going to come into your life that you're going to have to have some spiritual muscle. That's just how it is. Or you'll fall apart. And so this is what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the promises of God. God made some... See, I don't believe in me. I believe in him. And I believe in his promises. And I want to live on his promises. And, and one of his promises is that he would give me what I needed to be able to make it through life. That's right. You understand? Here's how it is. Remember, we talked about this here, folks. God's, God's plan and your plan can be two different things. All right? And, and remember, I used it. To, uh, I used a lot of people get a degree. Uh, uh, you know, they go out to college and they get a degree and they get the degree that they think they like. And a lot of them fail at that, and some of them don't even make it through that. But nobody has ever, ever failed at following God's plan, ever. Because when you follow God's plan, the Holy Spirit will direct you. That's right. You see, when you follow your plans, you're on your own. You know, and, and I don't know if many of you probably have never done it, but uh, have you, before they have all these things now, the phone can tell you, and the car can tell you where you're going. Did you ever thought you was going someplace and got lost? Well... And I, I, some of the men will, will, that's brave enough will admit this, and sometimes our wives or whoever we, we're at the time is telling us, no, this is the way you need to go, and we ain't hearing what they got to say because that makes them right, and if they right, we wrong. So we'll go ahead and go the way that we think that we were uh, going the right direction. We can find another way. And if you're like me, I just tell my wife, always oh, just a test. <laughs> but I followed my directions, Right. I didn't need no map. I know where I'm going. Why do you think I need a map? You don't need to tell me where I'm going. I know where I'm going. You And end up lost. You ever do that? Teach. Well, all of you have done it one time or another in your spiritual journey. Teach. Because you didn't allow the Holy Spirit to do the guidance. That's right. All right? Your career is what you pay for. Your calling is what you made for. And you got to know the difference. You see, the, the Holy Spirit is not going to direct you uh, in your career. The Holy Spirit directs you in your calling. And your calling can be a career, but it is a career that you're made for. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why so many people have jobs that make a lot of money, all right, that wind up 
committing suicide. We hear it all the time, movie stars, and, because they're in the wrong, they're in their career, not their calling, right? Because when you're having your calling, you got joy. The Holy Spirit will give you joy. And let me tell you what that joy will be, unspeakable joy. I, I enjoy what I was doing. When I came to the point in my life that I said, well, this is what God wants me to do. And then the Holy Spirit began to guide me through this path. And now I have that joy, unspeakable joy. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so this is what we're talking about today. Spiritual muscle is what I call it. And God's promises. Here we go. Let's start at 29 or someplace in 28 or 29, whatever you think. All right. So we're continuing with Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Or, or excuse me, Romans 8. Excuse me. We'll get through this. No, I like it. They know. They know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's go to 28, what? and it says that we know that God causes everything, everything, to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose so, for so, them. So if you, God's going to make it, he's going to work it out for you. If you are living in his purpose and his call that he has for you, he's going to work it out for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's in everything. That's in your marriage. That's in your, uh, 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 your calling. That's in your buying. That's in everything. It is. He's going, it's going to work out for him. If it's not working out for you right now where you're at, you need to figure out who you're following. Well. And let me tell you something. Most folks don't want to hear this, but uh, when, you, when you are following God's calling, he wants this shut, this open, and nothing in between. Do That's you right. understand? Right. And so, so if, if I'm happy and I got joy in my life, I know I'm on the right track. But if, there, if I don't have that happiness and that joy in my life, I'm on my track. And sooner or later, my track's going to run out. There's always a dead end on my track. Well. But, but his calling and his track will lead you to heaven, but not your own. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right? And, it, and, and this should excite you because there ought to be some things that you ought to want to be successful. So let me tell you what I'm, this is March Madness, right? You see, many of us have been a low seat. Huh? Yeah, and the miracle worked out for us. You see, let me do it this way. I've been a low seat in my life. I was called a low seat, right? But look where I'm standing. I'm a high seat now. You see, in Christ, you, might, you, you started a low seat, but he's going to take you to a high seat. Now, the critics they already figured out that you was a low seat, that you ain't got no business even being there. But the critics don't have anything to do with what God has prepared for you in your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so, the, you see, but what happens to, see, you don't want to listen to the critics. Now, don't listen to, don't listen to the commentators, right? Because they're going to tell you who you ain't, right? But God is going to tell you who you are, and he will empower you to be successful in your calling. You can't fail with the stuff I'm using. I'm telling you. It is imp- you cannot fail if you're in God's calling and in God's purpose. That's right. It's impossible. That's right. And, 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 and if you are failing, somebody's a liar, and the Bible says, let every man be a liar, and God's word be true. So if you sit in here this morning, and, you don't, and you're not where you say, well, I don't, Pastor, don't understand. I had to do this. No, you didn't. The reason you had to do it is because you were following your own calling and not his calling. Do you understand? All right, here we go. 29 says that for God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son. So that means he chose us to be like his son. That's called Christian or Christ-like. So if I'm a Christian or Christ-like, let me tell you something. Some of y'all need to get, get, get a little spiritual arrogance about yourself. I am a son of God. I am God's daughter. And start acting like it. Well, Do you understand what I'm saying? 
and, and I am a Christian. What does that mean? I'm Christ-like. If I'm Christ-like, I have his power and his authority over all demonic forces, satanic activity, and satanic strategy. Yes, I do. Are you with me? All right? So that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And so, so, so I, you have a, a big brother, a role model. Because brothers and sisters, it says there, we the first, he's the firstborn, Jesus was the firstborn, we following Jesus, we brothers and sisters in here, but we also brothers and sisters in the kingdom. Do you understand? Have, I don't know, somebody, uh, I was the oldest. When you're the oldest, you're, you're responsible, especially if the oldest male is responsible to make sure that nobody messes with his little sisters or his little brothers. Isn't that the way that's supposed to work? Right. You see, and, 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 and in the old days, if somebody messed with your little sister, your little brother, and they went home and told your daddy, you didn't take up from them, you would have got, a, you might as well got beat up out there because you're getting ready to get something up in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that was your duty is to take care of the, of the younger ones. That's, oh, I don't know how they do it now. That's the old way, right? Well, hey, you look, I got a big brother that will whip somebody's behind behind me. That's right. And I said behind, I've done good. You see what I'm talking about? You see, Jesus is my, that's what it says here. Sisters, you got a big brother in Christ. You got a big brother in Christ, and and he's going to protect you. Yeah, he will. He's going to protect you from any hurt, harm, or danger. But you got to submit to him. You see? And and people say, well, he didn't protect me at such and such. The reason he didn't protect you at such and such, you didn't listen to the Holy Spirit, and you went on your own place. And when you're on your own place, you're on your own. That's right. He will never allow anybody to bother you when you're in his path. Do you understand? All right, some of you don't get it. Okay. <laughs> Keep taking them whippings. <laughs> All right, I always tell people, if you got, God wants to bless you with gold and silver, and you don't want to listen to him, send it to my house. Go ahead. That's right. Because, That's right. you know, I know how to live blessed. Amen. All right. He goes on to say in verse 30 that having chosen them, he called them to come to him. God is calling us to come to him, right here and here now. I don't know who anybody's business up in here, but he's calling you. If, you haven't, if you're not in Christ, God's calling you to come to him. Let me tell you something. Can I say it? Yeah, tried everything else. It ain't working for you. Try something else. Give God a chance. You done gave the mother folks chance after chance after chance after chance. All he needs is one chance. That's right. Say that. Do you understand me? All right. And having called them... He gave them right standing with himself. So I got the right standing with who? With Christ. Because he called me. You can't stand with Christ. Yes, I can. Because he called me. You didn't die for me and leave. And you didn't die for me. Christ died for me. He chooses where I stand. And he says I can stand beside him. That's right. I'm talking about in the spirit. All right. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. And he gave us his glory. That's why. See. That's why I don't like church people. Y'all know I don't like church people. I say it all the time. I don't, if you're a church person, you're in the wrong place. I don't like no church people. I'm not a church person. I'm a Christ man. That's right. That's right. You see, church people got all this stuff, can'ts and ain'ts and woulda, shouldas and couldas and would all this and whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm a Christ man. I stand with Christ. He empowers me. The Holy Spirit directs me in the direction of my calling, and he'll do the same thing for you. Right? Yeah, that's for the people who don't just go to church. Some folks just go to church. So that means they ain't got nothing after they leave church. But us in the spirit, we bring our spirit to the church, and we leave with the spirit 
that we came in with, but with more muscle because we worked out. That's right. Now you got it? All right. Say, go on, Coach Fields. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and Pastor, I know you like some glory. That's it. So who wants some of this? So glory is a state of absolute happiness. That's what glory is. What God is calling you to do is to get in a state of what? Absolute happiness. You see what I'm talking about? And he under, I understand that. Now listen to me. Happiness sometimes is temporary. We understand that because happiness, sometimes some other things happen. I have never lost my joy, but I have stood with his happiness. Right now I'm happy. There used to be a song with kids. I'm happy today in Jesus' way. I'm happy today. You remember that? But God wants you to be happy. Why are you so sad in here? If some of you have nothing to be sad about. Ask me why. You here. Amen. You here this morning. Huh? Walked here this morning. Drove here this morning. And I imagine from looking in here, all of you got a little, little money in your pocket or them debit cards what they use now. Right? You ought to be happy about that. Right? Amen. And ask what you ought to be happy Say, Pastor, what else should I be happy about? You get to see me. You guys fell for that. Have a good time. That's like, right. Hey, I can't stand a preacher. That ain't, if you can't laugh and have fun, what are you in here for? That's right. We Christians. Yeah. We should have that joy and that happiness. We Christians. Yeah. Those people don't want to see us looking pitiful. They pitiful. They want to see us with joy right. and happiness, right? And a part of God's glory is a state of absolute happiness. And the reason you're not happiness, get out of your head. All right, and get in the spirit. That's Come on. Right. It's also a state of gratification, uh -huh. magnificence. Oh, magnificent. Look at all this stuff. See, you always thought I was just joking. You're supposed to be this. The only reason I'm be I got found it for you found it. I'm just trying. Hey, here's what I am. I'm a man that was hungry to found bread, showing you where I found the bread at. Are you happy this morning? Yes. All right. Are these other things that we're going to talk about? Are you gonna, do you want them this morning? God wants to give them to these. Is His promises? What is the next one? I really like that one. Prosperity. Prosperity. You're supposed to have prosperity, and that don't always have to be money. That's right. All right. My favorite, contentment. Contentment. You know, isn't it nice to just be content in your life? That everything's just content, and you have peace in your life. You see, you know, when you have that, it's when you can't wait to go home. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's right. Wookie. Must not be contentment. All right, go to the next one. That didn't work very good. All right, let's keep going. Glory is also a very great praise and honor. And that's who, that's who we are. You understand this? He wants to give you this. These are promises. He wants you to live like this. Okay, let's go to the next one. So the Bible says, what shall we say about such wonderful things mm. as these? What can you say about these things? I love this. Read this. I love this. If God is for us. Who can be against if, us? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? People, let me tell you something, and all of you have probably done it, fell apart because somebody left you. Really? If anything that was ever taken from me, God gave me something better. Do you understand me? You see, as long as I, my lifeline is holding on to Christ, because we're going to lose some folks. Yeah, we're going to lose some folks, right? And you see, what we need to do is lose ourselves and let the Holy Ghost come in and get the blessing that God has for us, because nothing can stand. Do you know why Satan plays with you? Because you're in your head. That's right. Use this. 
you got to get out of here. You, sometimes you got to get nasty with Satan. Tell him, get out of your life. He's trying to steal your joy. I want everybody to repeat after me. I will let nobody, I will let nobody or, nothing or nothing steal my joy. Steal my joy. Didn't give it to me. Didn't give it to me. Can't take it from me. Can't take it amen, from me. Amen. Amen. That's what it is. Now, all right, here we go. Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? So he's saying, God, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, who shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He done that for you. That's why I asked him for stuff. That's right. Because if he'll give his own son for me, he'll give me about anything else I ask for. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? God loves you today. What gets us caught up is we get too caught up in troubles and, and, and situations and circumstances. That's called life. But God is still there in the midst of all my troubles, in the midst of everything I've been through, all the battles with cancer and all these kind of things. He's still there. He was there all the time. My body just got tired. My body betrayed me. Christ didn't betray me. My spirit didn't betray me. My body betrayed me. And the reason, and most of that is what man has put in the air. I believe that. And in all this food and stuff. But here the key of it is, is the thing that God's going to give me, when this perish, my spirit's still going to be alive. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? I believe that, people. Amen. All right. So here's a question. Who dares accuse us? Whom God has chosen for his own. God chose me. Who accuses me? You can't be no pastor. Look what you've done. You, you all got friends. Some uh, probably kidding folks. And people telling you who you ain't. Well. Yeah. You need to read this scripture to them. You didn't choose me. But I'm, so I'm going to lose you. You see what I'm saying? God chose me. You see? Nobody in here chose me to be up here. So I don't care if they like this ministry or not. You didn't chose me to put me up here. You didn't give me what it takes to be up here. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's the same thing I'm telling you. The many, you have failed you but because you were following you. I never followed me. When I stopped following me and got out of my own head and allowed the Spirit to direct me through the Holy Spirit, God chose me, and I'm glad about it. Because here it goes. Here we go, God. This is good. I love this. It, when you get where I'm at, you want to get where I'm at, say yes. It doesn't matter what people think of me. It only matters what I think of them. That's right. That's uh, you see right. what I'm saying? That's what you're supposed to be getting because you're representing Christ. When you represent Christ, you don't need somebody to tell you who you are or who you ain't. God's already told you who you are. You just have to believe in who he said you are. Right? And Satan's going to put people in your life to cause you to deny the very power and the very abilities and the talents and the gift that God's given you. And a lot of them do that because they know if you accept that, you will lose them. Do you understand? Satan puts losers in your life. Let me get down here. <laughs> Satan puts the losers in your life because he wants you to be a loser. That is his job, is for you to denounce the power of Christ and the abilities of Christ in your life. That's what he's supposed to do. He wants to steal. He comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. He wants to kill and to steal and destroy you as an individual. He wants to do it in your marriages. He wants to do it in your finances. He wants to do it in everything and every aspect of your life. He wants to kill it. He wants to steal it, and he wants to destroy it. And guess who gives him the power? You do. Because he can't do it if you stay in Christ. That's right. Right? That's right. Let every man be a liar and God's word be true. 
I say, don't, don't be blaming her, him, it, or that. No, it's you because you handed. See, sometimes people, look at me. Sometimes God puts in your hands what he wants you to have, and you wind up putting it in somebody else's. That's right. And they'll leave you empty-handed. Oh, yes. That's right. <laughs> all right, because I want to get through with this today, all right? So again, who dares accuse us? The Bible says no one. The Bible says who? No one. Who's your accuser? No one. That's right. And the worst accuser sometimes can be who? You. That's right. Well, Pastor, you don't understand what I've been through. I don't need to understand what you've been through. I ain't the one that died for you. That's right. Yes, sir. Well, nobody knows me. Who cares if anybody knows you? God knows you. He's the one that blesses you. And, and when you get to where you're supposed to be, they'll know you. They'll know you. That's right. Okay, all right. The Bible says that for God himself has given us right standing with himself. God has given us what? Right, right standing. standing with himself. Who you standing with? Yeah. No, that's who you're supposed to be standing with. You see, who you really standing with, God? You need to ask yourself this. This is a question and answer thing. When you get in your car, and you need to say, who have I been standing with? That's right. Teach. Who, who am I really standing with? All right. What scripture am I on? 34. All right. Thank you. And it says, who then will condemn us? Who can condemn us? Come on, people pleasers. Who can condemn us? You got to be arrogant with this. I call it holy, bold, and the Holy Ghost. You can't condemn me. That's right. Who can condemn me? Only God. And he doesn't because there's no condemnation for those who love the Lord. That's right. And I love the Lord, so he ain't condemning me. So why are you listening to the crowd? And sometimes the crowd ain't other folks. It's that crowd up in your head. All right? And pastor, to condemn is to cause someone to suffer or live in difficult or unpleasant and if, and if you're living like that, you know you ain't in God. If you are suffering and living in difficult and unpleasant conditions, you ain't living in God. Every time I've ever been like this in my life, and somebody don't know what I'm talking about, that was me putting that myself in that situation That's and right. circumstance. That's right. God ain't never put me in that circumstance and situation. All right? And condemn is also to sentence to a punishment, even death. God is, and God take us from that. We, we inherit eternal life, right? You all don't believe that, do you? Yeah, that's why some folks are scared to die. But when you get this, you're not. That's right. Because there's a promise that's right. that I don't die. You see, I'm going to go to heaven and have me a great time. They think I'm acting up here. Wait till I get on that, them wings. That's right. Yeah. They're going to say, here he come. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he promised me that. That's right. I live like that. You all think I'm a comedian here? You ought to see me at home. I don't change. I'm the same way. The guys will tell you I'm the biggest trash talker in this church. He is. Yeah. 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 I'm the biggest trash talker. I enjoy it. Well, yeah, dude, that's for real. They're not, you know, oh, yeah, I have a good time. If somebody walked in here, they would think I was the last person in here to be the pastor. If they didn't know. So it can't be that guy over there acting up. Yeah. Because that's what God has given me. That's right. And I enjoy it. I enjoy laughter. I enjoy joy. I enjoy my life. Because he promised me this. That's right. All right? I ain't got time to be sad. Amen. Huh? You know I'm 71 now. I sure enough ain't got time to be sad. Amen. Yeah, I'm trying to do double time. 
Uh, right, because you know, that's the way it is. The near, the, the, the other part's coming in, you know, hope down the road. But whether it is or not, my bucket list has already been done. All uh, right, you hear what I'm saying? I'm on the other end now, enjoying life. That's right. And some of you ought to drink from that same cup. Amen. You need to drink from the cup of joy. When I pray sometimes, this is how I pray. I say, Lord, let bless me with the cup of joy and let me drink your gladness. Oh, I pray like that. That's right. In my spirit, I want to I drink that cup of joy. I want to get that substance of gladness. Because he promised it to me. This is what his promises. This ain't nothing new. He promised us this. That's right. That's right. You see, he ain't like with us. When he promises, he'll, he'll give you that promise. That's right. All right. So again, who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. You see, you, you know something? Look at me. Because some of you men, men, look at me. Because we're the worst at it. Quit feeling guilty about your past. And quit letting people tell you who you can't be. Start today and say, Christ died for me and everything that I done wrong. That's right. But I heard the preacher say today that I can make it right today by accepting Christ. You see? It's that simple. That's right. I, I watch the men in church sometimes, and men are, are ashamed to raise their hand. Raise your hand up, praise God. God created you. That's right. You understand? Quit listening to the devil. You good enough. If you wasn't good enough, he wouldn't have died for you. That's right. He loves you. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't have died for you. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Come on, men. All right. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Now listen to me. Well, some of you know can't say that. Because <laughs> a thing did separate you from Christ's love. Do you understand what I'm saying? But we should be to the point where nothing should. That's right. It's about him loving us. I used to get this backward. I heard a preacher preach it once, and I thought he was preaching it that could nothing separate me loving Christ until I figured out, no, it's him loving me. That's right. Because there are things that, that have separated me from loving him, but there ain't nothing ever done to me in my life that separated him from loving me. So look at me this morning. No matter who you, quit feeling guilty. Nothing should separate. God still loves you. He loved you. He doesn't care where you was at last night. Who you was with last night, what you were doing last night. He loves you today. He wants you to get it right today. God is a second, third. There's a scripture where Jesus says 70 times 70 he forgives. Well, some of us know that because he had to give us 70 times 70. You know what I'm saying? But he, because he loved us, he forgave us for that. That's right. So we need to be, the men, men, we need to be more responsive to the spirit telling us you're good and quit listening to who's telling you you're not. That's right. All right. All right, ladies. Say Amen. Because you want pastor to really teach these men, don't you? All right. I got something special coming up here in a few minutes. All right. Again, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble? Trouble can't. The Bible says even trouble can't. So what is the Bible saying? You're going to have trouble. That's right. But God's going to love me. He's going to love me when I have trouble, and he's going to love me when I get in trouble. All right. This is scripture I'm telling you here. That's right. All right. So don't well, come up to me, Pastor. You don't know what I've done. I don't care what you've done. God loves you anyhow. That's right. Yeah, he, he knows what trouble you're in, and he knows what got you in trouble. That's right. But he still loves you anyhow. 
He wants you to come to Christ and get you out of trouble. All right? Ladies, the same way. All right? It says, or calamity. Okay. Which is an event causing great sudden loss. See, sometimes you lose. He still loves you. It's hard to love, to understand that. If God loved me, why am I standing here in this hospital? Why am I standing here at this funeral? Why am I fighting cancer? Why am I dealing with this high blood pressure, diabetes? Why am I dealing with, he still loves you. Sometimes, why does it make you cry? I stopped asking that a long time ago. All I wonder is he still loves me. That's right. All right. Says he loves us when we're persecuted. Yep. Which is to pursue with harassing or oppressive treatment. He still loves me. To annoy or trouble persistently. Ladies, help me out here. When you were talked down on, when you were abused, the situation and circumstances, God still loved you. You were looking the wrong direction. You were looking here. Raise your head up. Get your head up. You got to get your head up. That's right. You got to get your head up. You love me? Don't never let anybody beat you down to the point you can't look up. That's right. Don't give anybody that kind of power in your life. That's right. No matter what you're going through, get your head up. That's right. All right. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we're hungry or destitute? And that means we're going to be hungry and sometimes we're going to be destitute. But he still loves us. Because some things are just life. It's just life. God ain't punishing you. It's life. All right? Or in danger or threatened with death. Right? He still As, loves you. He still loves you. It's life. Say that. It's just life. It's just life. Right. And as the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. No matter what goes down, Sister Pops, we're going to make it. Oh, we're going to make it. And you got to take, no, you need to hear what I'm saying, because some of these people here can tell you what I'm talking about. You think you don't know what you're going to have to face, but you better have something in your spirit or you will fall apart. And you got to have that, that mind saying, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. It's going to be okay. You're going to make it. Yeah, you'll fall apart and you'll cry and you'll grieve, but you got to hear that voice saying, you're going to make it. You're going to make it through this. You're going to be okay. You're going to make it. Sometimes he don't move it, but he helps you make it through it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I can't be one of these preachers and tell you it's always going to be all right, because that's a lie. But I can tell you, I'm one of these preachers can tell you one thing, no matter what you go through, you trust in him, you're going to make it. That's right. That's right. You're going to make it. The last time I went to the hospital, they was giving me all this pain medicine and stuff, and the doctors came in, and I'm, I'm asking them, where are they taking me? And they said, we got to take you, and, and, and I forgot what this thing, and get your heart checked, because you could have a heart attack. I didn't know they could give you too much medication, you have a heart attack. I'm coming in there, and they're going to kill me. But anyway, you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm coming. Y'all supposed to make me feel better. You're telling me what you're giving me could kill me. I'm like, really? All right. But you had to hear, that's a true story. They told me, they took me down there and hooked all this stuff up to tell me, make sure I wasn't having a heart attack from the medication they was giving me. That sounds crazy real. But I had to hear that voice say, you're going to make it. You're going to make it through this. 
Yes. Y'all want to hear the truth? And I was telling God, I hope so. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, hey, it ain't, uh uh-uh, uh, no, 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 hey, hey. You're something, I told him, I said, I'm hoping, I'm hearing you, Holy Spirit, partially. <laughs> but this don't sound good. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's life. Yeah. All right, that's a true story. All right? Putting in something that's going to kill me. I mean, I walked in here, I might be getting rolled out. I'm like, what are y'all saying? <laughs> You're going to make it. You see me here? I made it. And he'll do the same thing for you. It's life. That's right. All right? The pastor, here's your promise. Verse 38 and 39. When you're in trouble, remember (coughs) this. And tell yourself, I am convinced that nothing. You better hear it. You got to be, listen to me. You have to be able to say it. I am convinced that nothing. Can ever separate us from God's love. Can never separate us from God's love. And sometimes you're going to fall into sin. They won't tell you that, but for real, you're going to fall into sin. You can say, I can go back home. I can go back to God because nothing can separate me from God's love. I made a mistake. I went backwards. But he's still there. Nothing. All right. It says, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, Neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Nothing, nothing, people. Some, some of you in here are worried about some things. I know that. That's human. Your worries are today and your fears are tomorrow will not separate you from the love of God. And say amen to this. That just miss you human. This is the Bible saying you're going to have these things. I'm a Christian. Paul was a Christian. He wrote this. Some things are just human. You know, if you ever listened to a preacher and felt like you were just the, on earth? You ever do that? And they listen like everything's, well, you, what's wrong with me? Because I don't have that kind of faith. Nobody has that kind of faith. That's right. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it disappoints you. Because it's life. And the only thing you can hold on, God still loves me. God still loves me. All right? Pastor, the Bible says, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Not even the powers of hell can separate me from God's love. There used to be a song they used to sing about the angels. If I'd be in the depths of hell, he'd come there. If I'm in heaven, he'd come there. No matter where I'm at, God's love can reach you. And you may be in here. Everybody get the head up and look at me. Men, look at me. I'm about the men today. God loves you. I don't care what your father did and didn't do. I don't care what society did or didn't do. God loves you this morning, That's right. and he brought me here to tell you that. That's right. He loves you this morning, and nothing you've ever done will separate him from loving you. The only thing you need to do is get back to him. That's right. And if you've never been to him, try it. Come to him, all right? He says, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And you better understand that, ladies. You want somebody to really love you? Let Christ put his arms around you. Give your life to Christ. And see, and if he loves you, he'll send the right person to love you. That's right. Amen. And this, this I love this. I'm going to read this, 2 Corinthians 7, 1. I've done this last night. Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates 
contaminates body and spirit. Get that junk out of your head. Get that stuff out of your heart. Get that stuff out of your spirit. Let God purify your mind, your heart, your soul, and your spirit. Too much trash. Too much trash you're carrying. Trash that other people talk to you about. And you put it in your bosom, put it in your heart, and you put it in your mind. Get rid of that. There's some more to that one. What is it? Perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. We perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Do y'all get this message? Yes. How many of you like this message? Amen. Isaac, Isaac and, and, and Kirsten, can you all step in the, in the foray there and have the security to come in? All the men, come up, please. Everybody in here, it ain't about church members, it's just men. Some of y'all need to come up here. Come up, some of y'all step, everyone in that front row, step up here with me, come on up here with me. I want all the men in the church in here. Yes, give him a hand. I need to go down. Yes, I'm coming down. Let me tell you something. Satan's been lying to us for centuries and years. But today, we're going to denounce these lies that the church is full of women. That's a lie. Because we're going to fill this church up full of men. We're going to walk like God men. First, we're going to treat our wives like God would have us to do it. We're going to raise our families the way our families are supposed to be raised. We're going to be the head of the house like we're supposed to be the head of the house. And Satan is a delight. He denounced that. All right. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you do everything by the counsel of your own will. And you willed every man to stand in there to be here today. They may have came for another reason, but this is the reason they came here today, is to get the truth. And the truth says, the truth is that they can be God men, that they can be great husbands, that they can be great fathers, they can be great grandfathers, they can be great Christian men. Satan is a liar. We denounce him. He comes to kill and to steal and destroy, but not with these men. He will not put his hands on any of these men. These men are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Therefore, he, he, he is protecting them. These men have the authority in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth to go home and to go to their homes and to give with their families and denounce Satan. And he has to flee because they have the power of attorney to use Jesus Christ's name. And when you use Jesus Christ's name, Satan must flee. And I'm using Jesus Christ's name right now. Flee out of these men's lives. Flee out of these men's lives. Get your hands off these men and let these men walk free in Christ and free indeed in Christ Jesus. And this is our prayer. They're healthy spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name, I pray for these men. And all in agreement said, Amen. There you go.